Yeah. 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 Well, good morning. Welcome to Deep Creek Baptist Church. Before we get started, I got an announcement. If I say tar, y'all say hills. Tar. Tar. Okay. Now on a serious note, I caught a word. Yeah. Oh, oh. If we're on a serious note. I'm fixing Cassie's demons out of here. <laughs> yeah. Our call to worship today is 170. 170. Oh, how he loves you and me. Yes, he does. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. A beautiful Sunday morning. Welcome to Deep Creek Baptist Church. Uh, it's a wonderful day. It's a beautiful day. It's been a pretty good week. Um, looking forward to having a, a great week this, this coming. Uh, we have one birthday this week, and it's Barbara Brower. So if you see her, get a chance to call her. It's on the 6th, um, which is today. Um, we're going to sing happy birthday to Barbara, and... Uh, Y'all get a chance this afternoon and give her a call. She'd probably like to hear from y'all. Uh, so let's sing happy birthday to Barbara. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Our next hymn is 283. 283. Redeemed. So I'll stand again. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through His infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. Redeemed. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. 
the day long. I see, for I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my song. Redeem. Good morning again. Uh, time for our praises, prayer requests, and announcements. Uh, there'll be a men's meeting tomorrow at 6.30 in the fellowship hall. Um, I'm bringing uh, sweet corn. We're going to boil some sweet corn. So whoever else you guys want to bring, bring it. Uh, we'll boil up some corn and have some butter and nothing else. We'll eat corn. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, uh, March the 13th, don't forget that this coming Sunday to uh, turn your clocks up. You know, was it spring up, fall back? So, getting ready to lose our sleep. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, I'll be glad when they decide what they're going to do with this. I mean, you know, there's a lot of places in the world that doesn't change their clocks and doesn't seem to make a big difference in them one way or the other. But, anyway. Uh, choir practice at 6.15 on Wednesdays. Note the dates, March the 30th, April the 6th, and April the 13th. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mr. Bobby's uh, corner ministry, the items needed are listed, and I think they're putting them in the back. Is that not correct? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, is the box in the fellowship hall? Okay. The box is in the fellowship hall. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Uh, are there any other announcements? Well, excuse me. Uh, you don't want to forget that if you signed up or, or didn't make it Thursday night at, at uh, 7 o'clock, uh, come to the fellowship hall. Uh, they're doing the Baptist confession. Uh, I understand that the first night was an ex a success and everybody enjoyed it. Uh, they learned a lot. So, uh, if, you have, if you're interested in that, it's still not too late. Uh, any other announcements? Good, good. Yeah, good, good. Any other announcements? Um, yeah, I think, uh, Terry and Gene said he got home around sometime around one o'clock this morning. Uh, I asked Terry, I said, uh, where's James? She said, sleeping. I said, I bet so. <laughs> uh, they had a long day yesterday. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Go to the, uh, Facebook page, and um, uh, I know that I was telling Sharon, I, James had posted a picture of the lemons again, and uh, I said, remember me telling you about that? She said, no, and then that, about five minutes later, my phone pinged, and David had sent me the picture of me holding that lemon from, uh, from, from 2020, so, you know, uh, oh yeah, I remember now, you know, so, uh, the lemons are the size of grapefruits, and they're good, they're tart, but they're good. A lot of people can eat off of one lemon. You could probably make a gallon of lemonade off of one lemon, but uh, 
Anyway, uh, any other announcements, praises, prayer requests? Uh, amen. Amen. Yeah. Miss Sandy? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm just, if you are on the uh, Vacation Bible School committee or a director, uh, pick a date, y'all, and let me know. We need to get together. It's getting close to where we needed to figure out what we're going to do and how we're going to do it and when we're going to do it. Uh, and we'll get together and we'll get this thing rolling. Uh, any other announcements? Praises and prayer requests. Okay. Okay. Any other? Any other praises, prayer requests, addition to the rush right. Any other? Okay. Well, if there are no others, uh, we'll go to the Lord in prayer here in just a second. Uh, I'm going to do something that troubles me. Uh, personally, my boys got beat yesterday, so I'm acknowledging it, so there you go, all right, uh, even though I did not watch it, so uh, if you are a Carolina fan, congratulations, uh, you know, so <laughs> teach him to miss church, won't it, <laughs> and I'm going to have Brian edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we come before you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your blessings. Lord, we thank you for giving that mission team and our members that were on it uh, traveling mercies. And Lord, they were your hands. They were your feet. Uh, they were your arms. They were your mouths this week uh, spreading the love of Christ.
Lord, we just ask you to uh, give them plenty of rest. And we are excited and can't wait to, to hear their stories of, of what they've done and how things were. And uh, Lord, and uh, we're, we're just excited for them. Um, let us help keep that coal that's fired up in them burning uh, orange, not turn white. Um, Lord, we ask you to be with those that are on the prayer list, Lord, uh, Dr. Mary Bess and uh, and Lord, Miss Jean, that's going to have some more uh, surgery tomorrow. Lord, we just love you. Uh, we know you're in control. Uh, we look forward for Jean's rapid recovery. Uh, Lord, we just bless that the way you put your hands on us and the way you carry us. Lord, we ask you to uh, protect all those in, uh, in harm's way in Ukraine and, and also in Russia. Um, you know, Lord, uh, no matter what side you're on, uh, families grieve when their loved ones are, uh, are called off to, to, to fight in battles. And uh, no matter what the geopolitical strategy is, it's the, it's the young men and the young women uh, and those that are in the area that suffer. And Lord, we ask you to... Uh, Put a hedge of protection around them, and um, Lord, we ask that cooler heads will prevail and uh, the destruction will stop. Lord, we ask that our elected officials here in our country will bend their knees to you for wisdom and guidance. Lord, we ask that you would uh, protect us. Please, Lord, heal our land. Don't remove your hand from us. We also understand, Lord, that you have a plan. And that plan is going to continue on your schedule and your timetable. And Lord, we trust in you and we, guide, we, we, we live looking to the east, waiting to see and hear that great shout and trumpet. We're waiting, Lord, to hear us caught up With you in the clouds. Give us the tenacity and the, and the spirit to share your gospel while we're still here and it's still time. We recognize by the signs around us, the growing pains and the birthing pains, that the door of the ark is starting to close. Lord, let none of us miss it. Let none of us miss it. Bless our time together. Open your word up to us. May all we do here today honor you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Our offertory hymn is 252, 252, down at the cross. So I'll stand. Down at the cross where my Savior died, down for cleansing from sin I cried. There to my heart was the blood of life. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. There to my 
my heart was the blood of my glory to his name. I am so wondrously saved from sin. Jesus so sweetly abides within. There at the cross where he took me in. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood of life. Glory to his name. O precious fountain that saved from sin. I am so glad I have entered in. There Jesus saves me and keeps me clean. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood of life. Glory to his name. Come to this fountain so rich and sweet. Cast your soul at the Savior's feet, plunge in today and be made complete. Glory to His name, glory to His name, glory to His name. There to my heart was the blood of life, glory to His name. Well, if you have your Bibles, if you will turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 3. This week has been an interesting week for me. I've had a lot of conversations with, uh, with people who are in different places in their life, different walks. Some are staunch Christians. Some are wobbling, for lack of a better term. <clears throat> they, they get knocked around by life. And today they trust, tomorrow they doubt. And then we have others that are, they'll tell you I'm a Christian, but their fruits don't bear that out. And then you have those who flat out just reject any type of organized religion they reject Jesus Christ and 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 so 
It's kind of been on my heart. And I've been looking at this and thinking about it. I mentioned a little bit of it last, last Sunday. And uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start in verse 18. Now you have to understand, this is a message that Jesus has given John to the church at Philadelphia. And, uh, and so here we go. In verse 18 it says, I counsel thee to buy of me tried in the fire, or gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich and, and white remnant, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and, uh, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that they mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous thereof and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and I will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame. And I am set down with my father in his throne. He that have an ear, let him hear that the spirit setteth unto the churches. Let's pray. Father God, I love you. And I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for the warnings. I thank you for the commendation and condemnation that you give the churches. Lord, I love you. Open this word up to us, Lord. I ask that you would give me the ability uh, to explain it in such a way that people can take it and apply it to their hearts and walk it out. I love you, Lord, and I ask it in your holy name. Amen. Jesus is knocking at the door. I know in, in some time past I, uh, I've preached about the, the ark and and. Noah and God sealing them in the ark. And how the ark was a picture of salvation. And those who repented and trusted in the Lord were led into the ark. And how Noah preached for 120 some years. And only eight people believed. Think about that. He preached for 120 some odd years. And only eight people believed. That should give us pastors passion. That should give you, the church, the body of Christ, a passion. Preach the gospel. You don't have to have people saved every day. That's God's job. That's God's job. Look at Noah. Every day he preached. Every day he preached for 120 years. There's no telling how many people heard that message. But only eight responded. Just so happened those eight were in his family. We're supposed to preach the gospel until he comes. And so Christ is at the door. In verse 20, he says that, uh, I'll read it again. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him 
and will sup with him and he with me. Every heart has a door. Every heart has a door. Whether they want to believe it or not. And this door has two functions. It is a door that blocks the entrance of Christ. That's our old nature, our sin nature. All of us, when we were presented with this, the door was closed. Why? Well, I don't need this. I don't need somebody telling me how bad I am. I don't need anybody to tell me anything. I can do this on my own. I can save me. There is a whole lot of folks walking around today in our country and this world that have that attitude. I can save me. I don't, and I can be saved at any time I want. I'm going to go out and I'm going to rip and roar and snort, sow my seeds and have a heck of a time. And then right before I draw my last breath, I'm going to accept Christ. Probably not. Probably not. And the reason being is we have no idea when our last breath is. He's out rip, snorting, sowing the seeds, having him a great time. Bang, his number's up. He runs off the road, hits a tree. Falls off the curb, breaks his neck. Who knows? Slips in the bathtub, hits his head. Rolls out of the bed. Who knows? Rolls out of the bed and falls on something that you left beside the bed. <laughs> Goes in the kitchen. Somebody dropped an ice cube and didn't pick it up. <laughs> Hit your head on a ceramic tile. I mean, there's so many, so many things that could happen. You'd be walking through the woods doing your normal little walk, and all of a sudden some rogue animal comes and jumps you. You have no idea. Our old nature blocks the heart. Our old nature is what's barred the door for Christ to enter. And we still struggle with that. I still struggle with the old nature. Every now and then it wants to raise its ugly head. And I have to fight it back down. Lord, help me. I had a weak moment. Crazy drivers. Now I'm on the That's my pet peeve. People pull out in front of you, run 100 mile an hour for 100 yards, and then stop. But they got to get there before you do. It, it, it just makes me angry. That's, that's my thorn in the flesh. Bad drivers. Probably because I'm one of them. <laughs> you know, we tend to dislike the things in others that we're guilty of. So... Maybe I'm not a great driver. But it's also a door that offers great possibilities. Christ is knocking at the door. The Spirit's knocking. Let me in. Kind of like that old Tony Orlando and Dawn. Knock three times on the ceiling if you want me. Knock three times on your heart. I'll open the door. Open the door. I'll come in. And when that door opens, there's great, great possibilities. I mean, you have the possibility of a new life. 
you have the possibility of being forgiven of everything you've ever done or will do. You have the possibility of being washed clean. Standing before God and he sees white. Rather than all the dirt and the grime and the mire and the chains and the grease that we've wrapped ourselves up in. Not only the grease and the grime and the things that we've wrapped ourselves up in, but that other people hang on us. Why our knees wobble when we walk? Because we're dragging bags that were never meant to be drugged. Why the cross is so freeing? That's why when you get there, you hit your knees. The burdens are being lifted. If you've ever seen uh, the movie by John Bunyan, The Pilgrim's Path, he gets to the cross and he's got all these bundles on his back. And the straps break and roll down the hill and he's free. The burdens have been lifted. The bags have rolled away. The chains have been broken. The anchors have been dropped. Whatever it is that's holding you back from being free, whatever it is that's holding you back from doing what God's calling you to do and that abundant life He promised you, the relief is at the cross. It is at the cross. Every person is the keeper of his own heart's door. Think about that. Have you ever thought about that? Who's the keeper of the door? Remember, we let Christ in. And if we've taken, visualize our heart as having a front door with a foyer. We let him in the foyer. And then we let him, okay, make yourself at home in the living room. Make yourself at home in the dining room in the kitchen. But oh, you, can, you can't go in that room. That's the junk room. That's the room where when somebody knocks on the door, we throw everything and close the door. That's the room where we hide our deep, dark secrets that we want nobody to know about. That's the room of our heart that no one can get into. Newsflash. He's already been in that room. He lived in that room. And guess what? He offered you salvation in spite of that room. Open the door, let him in. See, if we keep our door closed to Christ, we can live any way we want to. Thinking that there's no repercussions. We can live any way we want to and not have to worry about answering for our responsibilities and our rights and our wrongs. Well, because all you've got to do is say nowadays was, well, that ain't true for me. And if that's true for you, oh well, it doesn't apply to me. There is no ultimate truth. Truth is relative. That's what they would have you believe. But the word of God says completely different. The person that you won't let in your door of your heart is the same person who said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And one of his disciples said that he said that there's no other name by which men are saved other than Jesus Christ. If there's no other name by which men are saved other than Jesus Christ, then all the rest are false. 
all the rest are false. And if Jesus is the only way to be saved, and if you're not going through him, then guess what? You're not saved. Newsflash. You're just as lost today as you were the day you thought you accepted it when you went whatever way you went. And I can tell you what your destination is. Hell, a place not built for humans. A place not built for humans. And see, we have the will to open the door and let Christ in. Or we have the will to keep that door closed. And see, I had that door closed for a long time in my life. And then I opened that door because I realized that, number one, I can't save me. And number two, I did not want to burn in hell for eternity. And number three, I needed somebody to love me beyond any love I had ever experienced. And I had never really processed the concept of somebody 2,000 years ago dying for my sin. And coming to the understanding and the realization that if I was the only person that ever walked the face of this earth, he would have still went to the cross for me. Think about that. The creator of the universe died for Jerry Wilson to redeem him to himself. The, the maker of me died for me. It blows your mind. But I know where I'm going to spend that eternity. It ain't in hell. Praise God, it ain't in hell. I'm not in the darkness. I'm not in the fire. I'm not gnashing and wailing and all of that stuff that the Bible says. Be like it says right here. I'm going to be on the, no, in the throne with him. Not on it. It says in the throne. In the throne with him. Think about how big that throne is. Can you imagine? Words mean things. Two little words, two little letters. In. In the throne. To him that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me in my throne. Even as I also sit with my father in his throne. We're not just going to be standing there. We're not just going to be sitting there. We're going to be in the throne with him. Because we're joint heirs. That's what salvation does. Every invitation has a condition. And it's a word that we love to use. Whether we're for some type of thing or whether we're against it. It's also a two-letter word. If. If is a powerful word. It can be a motivating word. Or if can be a debilitating word. 
We can come up with some great, great thing to do as a church. Well, if that's the way it's going to be, I ain't doing it. Well, if that's the way it's going to be, I can't wait. I'm excited. See, if has a lot of connotation to it. And it comes with a lot of condition. And so he knocks at the door. And our, either our old nature keeps it closed or we fight with the will. We use our will to either keep the door closed or we will open it. Our will will allow us to open the door to Christ. And if we open the door to Christ, if one wants salvation, Christ offers it. Just because the door is open, it comes with a condition. And if one wants the blessings which Christ's presence brings, think about that. You can't get any of those until you open the door. And the whole time Noah preached, the door to the ark was open. And he kept telling them, God has passed judgment on this world. And he told Noah, 120 some years, and that's it. And Noah spent every day preaching repentance. Repentance. There's coming a great flood. It had never rained. And here he is building this ship. They call it a boat. I'm going to tell you, if you've never seen it, it is a ship. As big as the ones you see in the harbors today. And a big old door on it. All you had to do was repent and enter. Closed the door and it started raining. Can you imagine being one of the eight on the inside and hearing the scratching on the south side, the banging on the outside of that ship, people screaming? You look out the window. The boat starts to rock a little bit, and you can see the mountains, and it's raining to beat the band, and people standing up there screaming, and there's animals up there too that didn't make it to the ark. Because, see, they took little animals, they didn't take big ones. That picture we see where the giraffe's got his head stuck out is people trying to. Change the appearance of the ark. Trying to change chapter 1 of the Bible. See, if you can attack chapter 1 and make it a fairy tale, then the rest of it must be also. And we're now in the back of the Bible. We're in Revelation. And God's talking to Philadelphia and he's telling them, you know, behold, I knock at the door. You need the gold that has been purified fire and you need to get that from me. That gold is our salvation. That gold is his sacrifice on the cross for us and his resurrection and ascension to heaven. The fact that he is alive and conquered death. The fact that we have been called to him for a relationship for his will, not ours. So if one wants salvation, open the door. If one wants salvation... Ask God to knock. 
What did he tell us way back? You have not. Why? You ask not. We pray. Hopefully, not only are we praying for these that are on the prayer list, but we're praying for lost people. That God will stir their hearts and prick their hearts. That our actions will inspire people to ask questions. Why in the world are you like this with all this that's going around? That's easy. Christ in me. Oh, that ain't true. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. See, Christ saved me because he loves me. I, I'm not who I used to be. Thank God I'm not who I used to be. And today, I'm not who I was yesterday. And I hadn't got to where I'm going and who I'm going to be. But I'm working. And I'm striving. So the thing is, I want to tell you about this message to Philadelphia. Not only is it a holy worship, but it is, it is a holy love that he has for us. So I suggest that sometime this week, go back. And read what he had to say to the churches. And then think about where or what church do you fit in? Are you the lukewarm church? Are you the loving church? Are you the church that's lost its first love? What is our first love? Worship of God. Growing in our relationship with God. That's our first love. <clears throat> See, think about this. If we overcome, we stay faithful. We don't lose hope. We continue to focus on Christ. And we endure to the end and he calls us up. Do you understand you're going to be the pillar of the new temple? You're going to be sitting in the throne with Christ. Judging all of those who rejected him. Because they're going to stand before him. And like I said, I, I have this picture in my head. And y'all heard me say it before. I know it's not biblical. But it's just the way I perceive it. You walk up. You sit in a chair. They ask you your question. And I see your name's not in the Rams Book of Life. It's like a catapult. Boom. Splash, it cocks back down, and the next person sits down. Not good. It's not good. Not good at all. You're going to spend eternity in a place with Satan himself and Satan's demons. The place was designed to torment them. How bad do you think it's going to be for a soul and body that was never intended to be there? The Bible says we can't imagine. So when Christ is knocking at the door, whether you're saved, whatever your relationship is, open the door. Open the door. 
You know, I promise you, he's not like the Jehovah Witnesses. He's not going to come in and try to take you over. He's going to come in and he's going to sup with you. He's going to come in and spend time with you. And if you open the door and you accept the condition, if you accept the condition of salvation, and if you want the blessings which Christ's presence brings, he will never leave. He will be in you continuously. That thing that most of us think is a conscience is the spirit of God in us. Christ is at the door. Christ is at the door. Who is not answering the door? Here. But better yet, here's another question to ask you and ponder this week. Who is answering the door because of you? Who? Who is starting to respond? Who's starting to crack the door a little bit? Maybe they open it, but still got the chain on it. Or who is, maybe took the chain off and opened it and still standing in the doorway, blocking it. Or who has closed the door, locked it, and put the chain on it because of you or me. I, I have no idea. I know some for me. And I have to go back and I have to talk with them and I have and, you know, I have to ask them to forgive me and I have. And I have to pray and ask the Lord to forgive me because I might be the stumbling block that keeps them from salvation. And that's not something that I want to throw in the fire before Christ. So I got enough to answer for. Uh, like all of y'all. And the answering that I have to do, it won't be that will get me tossed in the lake of fire. It'll be my actions and what I've done with the gift of salvation since I received it. Have I bore any fruit? Was I like the servant who buried the talent? Or was I like the one who took it out and multiplied it? You know, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Some of us have been blessed. We've been able to lead people to Christ. Some of us have started the conversation. Some people have come along and watered. Other people have reaped. But some of us have been blessed to be able to reap the harvest. And it's a wonderful thing. It's a motivating thing. And it's a thing that keeps the coals red. What do we do at night before we go to bed? Before we turn all the lights out and the last person goes to bed. We walk through our house and go to all the doors that are leading outside. And what do we do? We make sure they're secure. We make sure that the deadbolt's on and the doors are locked. And if we have storm doors, that the storm doors are locked. Why? Because we want to keep the evil of the night out. 
And we want to keep the goodness inside until the, there's light. Light. And what happens when we wake up in the morning and we realize that somebody didn't lock the back door? I can just about tell you. How, all right, which one of y'all didn't lock the back door? Do you realize you left that door open all night? Just anybody could have come in here. Well, what's just anybody doing outside the house? If they're out there at that time of the night, they're not just anybody. They're thieves or somebody, and they're trying to do something wrong. But we feel secure. We feel secure. We got them doors locked. Sleep, and we don't have any worries in the world. We say our prayers to God and go to sleep and wake up the next morning and thank Him for another day. But the doors to the house was locked. Isn't it ironic that we feel safe when the doors are locked? And yet this is going in the opposite direction. You will never have security. You will never have everlasting peace until you unlock the door and open it. See, our, our, our natural nature is what makes us feel safe with the locks on. And truth be known, now I ain't going to say that because I wind up having to replace every door in my house. Um, the truth be known, you got a window in it and all they got to do is bust the window out and reach in and turn it. See, a lock is for an honest person. A thief's going to get in. A door closed is to keep things out. And yet the Redeemer, the creator of the universe, stands at the door and... What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Today, we sit here. Those of us who've had a relationship with Jesus for years. Some of it may be lukewarm. Some of it may just be the fact that I hadn't felt inspired in a long time. What you going to do? You going to open the door? What if he comes to the door and hits the bellows and those coals turn red and smoke starts coming out the chimney? What if you're sitting here today and you don't even know what I'm talking about? You've never made a commitment to Jesus Christ. You've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior. He's knocking. He's standing at the door. And he's saying, if you open the door, I'll come into you. And when I come in, I will bring my grace. I will bring my mercy. I will bring my love. I will bring my spirit. I will never ever forsake you or leave you. From this point forward, you will never go anywhere where I'm not with you. Ever. I already know your, your deepest and your darkest shame. And I love you anyway. I'm ready for you to come have a relationship with me. That's what he's saying. You know, I shed my blood so that you could live forever. 
I shed my blood so that you would not have to pay the penalty of sin that you were born into. I'm wiping away that inheritance and giving you the inheritance of a king. You are my brother. You are my sister. That's what I'm doing. I'm giving you the opportunity to become royalty. Not just any royalty, but brothers and sisters to the creator of the universe. The creator of all things. The person that holds this whole universe in his hands. The person that describes and defies explanation. He's outside our realm. Time and matter and space does not affect him. He created them. He's the only moral truth there is in the universe. Irregardless of what anybody says. He's the only just one that can judge us. Because he's sinless. He took on our debt. See, if we sit here and we don't give ourselves over to him, we're his enemy. You know that word that says, you're at intimate with God? That means you're his enemy. And what has he done through the Bible to his enemies? Wipe them out. Time and time again. Right now, He's offering mercy. He's offering a pardon. He's offering grace. None of us deserve it. But that's what He's doing. That's what He's been doing ever since He hung on the cross. Ever since He went to the grave. Ever since He rose. That's what He has been doing. That's what His church is about. A relationship with Him for His kingdom, not ours. We've been bought with a price. We are slaves, bond servants to Christ. Maybe some of us need to act like it. Some of us need to come to it and become a slave to Christ. The door is open or the door is closed. That's on you. The person standing there knocking at the door is the person who can alleviate all of your worries. The person who can offer you happiness when everything's gone south. The person who can give you eternity and eternal peace is standing at the door knocking. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I love you. I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for this message. I thank you for the fact that you're still standing at the door. I thank you, Lord, for lack of a better term, my 120 years isn't up yet. I thank you that the door to the ark or the ramp is still open and we can still enter. I pray, God, that no one leaves without being right with you. It's important. Time is short. We don't have as much time today as we had yesterday. And not as much tomorrow. Lord, we long for your return. We long for you to call us up and get us out of here. But while we're here, give us the ability and the drive to share your gospel. 
Give us a whole armload of life-saving rings so that we can toss them and pull people out of, the, out of hell for you. Because that's where they're already at. Lord, I love you and ask this in your holy name. Amen.